home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Key Show is brought to you by our friends at Eagle Bank. Well, very happy Christmas. Uh, no, 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 let me have that one back. Very happy uh, Thanksgiving Eve to everybody. Wow. Might as well be. I mean, this is really where you I mean, we have a tree in the studio, Stiz. We have tree and presents. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but. You know, somebody last year assumed that these were all, like, dummy presents, but they're actually, like, legit presents. Wait, like, really? I think there's real stuff in there, yeah. Oh, I, think wow. the, I think the morning show gives them away. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. I just assume, like, at first, everyone's like, oh, is that just, like, boxes? Like, no, I think there's, like, tickets and stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would have assumed they were dummy boxes. Right. Nope. Yeah, it's the same deal. I like it, though. It's a little festive. You bust out the uh, the Christmas stuff, the songs, everything else this week. Very good. Uh, thanks again to Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast and the Bradfo Show for joining us to talk about uh, the baseball offseason. And I was just looking at the top ten free agents, uh, according to CBS Sports. So they have uh, Shohei Otani is the number one free agent, no surprise. Yamamoto's number two, then Cody Bellinger three, Matt Chapman four, Aaron Nola, who's already re-signed with Philly. A little bit surprised by that, but he got seven years, a bunch of money. Blake Snell six, old buddy Eduardo Rodriguez seven, Marcus Stroman eight, Lucas Giolito nine, Jordan Montgomery ten. Now that like, all the rankings are slightly different. But they kind of have to get one of those guys. And I know there's there's trade options, whether it's Soto, Tatis, uh, probably less Tatis, but Soto, uh, if you're going pitchers, Corbin Burns from the Brewers is always the guy that I've wanted. And then Dylan Cease from the White Sox might also be traded. So they got to walk away with one or two. I think after back-to-back last place finishes, bringing in a new guy, you can afford to be greedy and, and go for a couple of those guys. But... I mean, even if you got Eduardo Rodriguez back or, like, Marcus Stroman or Giolito, I don't even know if you'd go crazy. I would like Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Bradford mentioned him a couple of times. But it's still not that big old splash like a Yamamoto or Otani. Otani's. I mean, that's going to be – that's it. I mean, the Dodgers seem to be the favorites. So is it just the Dodgers? I know the Cubs' name got brought up again. Uh, Giants, Mariners, Mets. Like, everybody's involved in Otani, as they should be. But – going to cost you uh, quite a bit of money. So then the other question might be, do you want Otani or do you want, you know, Yamamoto and Montgomery? If that's really the either or, you're probably better off with the two starting pitchers, but nobody's going to sell more tickets. Nobody's going to sell more merch. Nobody's going to be more interesting. Nobody's going to get you more primetime games or, or national games, I should say, than, uh, than Otani would. And if you're the Red Sox, like, what's your sales pitch? Do you have, like, you know, besides the money? Obviously. Uh, so That's apparently there was a report that came out today that he wants to go to a team where he has Japanese teammates. Okay. So you got you got Yoshida. Yeah. So that's a good sales point. Apparently he likes Fenway Park. That was another report. So like, all right, you got Fenway Park. Uh, the new ba- I wouldn't ignore the New Balance thing. Like he uh, he is a New Balance guy. You got the New Balance situation yeah. right here. Yeah. Uh, you I mean that's your pitch, and then you really sell him on. I know the team was bad the last couple of years, but there is a winning history here you know the angels never make the playoffs the red sox at least do i know again last two years notwithstanding but you could sell them on yeah you're in a lineup with devers and with casas yoshida like i think he likes those guys and then it's gonna like and we'll also pay the most money 
Like that, well, yeah, it's a giant bat. Here's a, here's a little thing. Here's half a billion dollars to play baseball. Wow. Kind of a lot. Yeah, kind of a, kind of quite a bit. Because what did Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge got, I think, three hundred and sixty million. I thought he was going to get four. He got a little, a little south of that. Poor guy. But he doesn't even pitch. All that guy does is, is hit dingers. But I want to get back to the Patriots. So they play uh, the must lose game against the New York Giants on Sunday. They are somehow three and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, yes, the Giants stink, but then again. So do the Patriots. And is Mac Jones going to be the uh, starting quarterback on Sunday? I say yes, although he won't confirm it, and apparently nobody will yet. Are you starting Sunday? hope so. I mean, that's the plan. I think I always work really hard for that, Um, really put a lot of attention and detail into the week like I talked about, and um, a lot of that decision-making is things I can't control, but I can control my attitude and my effort like I talked about, and I'm really thankful Overall, just to be in the NFL and be playing quarterback, you know, on Thanksgiving, right? Um, it's a great week to be grateful for a lot of things and to play this game, the, uh, the game we love together. I think that means a lot to me, regardless of the situation. I mean, what did he say at the beginning? I always work really hard for that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He says, uh, hope so. I mean, that's the plan, I think. I hope so. That's the plan, I think. So... <laughs> He won't confirm that he's starting. I feel like he is starting. Also, they're just jerking around these guys and they're 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 splitting reps. That's not a way to prepare Bailey Zappi. But they haven't done anything right in regards to the quarterback the last two years. Because Mac Jones, and we've spent uh plenty of time, like uh, almost too much time, coming up with excuses. And th- and they're not just excuses. I mean, they're also like the fact of the matter with everything that happened for Mac Jones last year, the personnel that he has this year and everything else. But also Bailey Zappi if you actually want to get any kind of success out of him or Will Greer, but if you want to get any success out of the, out of the backup, I don't know how you don't give those guys all the reps and like a vote of confidence. Like would it kill you to be like, Hey, he's our starter. Like after the, after the debacle in Germany, a game in which Robert Kraft really hyped up a game that he said outside of the Super Bowl, it's the most important game you'll play. And he scores six points. And the quarterback gets benched after one of the worst throws you'll ever see in a football game. And then for two weeks, you're like, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Like, tune in on Sunday. It's like, ugh, tune in on Sunday? You can't tell us who the starting quarterback is going to be? Like, Bill never likes giving away any kind of quote-unquote secrets. Like, that's obvious. He hasn't for, for 20 years. But I, I still think it sends a message that you believe in your quarterback. If you say, even if even if, you know, guess what? Even if you don't. If you say, hey, we're going with Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi's the starter. Boom. All right, you got QB1 for this week. <laughs> I mean, he could fall apart, and then you go to the next guy. That's sort of the problem when you're a bad team and you have multiple bad quarterbacks. But this two weeks of, like, we'll see, they're getting reps. It's like, ugh. Like, what's the message to, like, the rest of the team? So who's the team? Like, I, I don't really get it. I know Bill has, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it played games or he's sort of he's handled his interactions with the media a certain way and we got accustomed to it. And when they were 12 and four every year and in the conference championship or in the Super Bowl, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. I honestly be as insulting as you want to be. It doesn't matter when you're winning. When you're losing, eh, it's not that cute. It's not that cute. And I don't see how it's an advantage at all. How is it an advantage? 
Oh, well, the Giants don't know that uh, Will Greer's coming. Who cares? They'll be fine against Will Greer. They'll be fine against Bailey Zappi. They'll be fine against Mac Jones. But if the reports are true that 80% of the locker room is done with Mac Jones, and if you're truly trying to win games, which, again, I wouldn't. At this point, I wouldn't do it. But I'm sure Bill and I'm sure Robert are like, hey, let's try to clean this up. Let's be try to be respectable. Yeah, bad team. Bad team with, you know, six wins is a lot different than a team with two. Like a team with two at the end of the year or even three, like that's a that's a joke of a season. And I don't know, you can't just say who your starting quarterback is. You can't give that guy a shot in the arm. Also let the let the team know that like, hey, we're backing this guy publicly, so go ahead and you can you can talk about this guy, you can support this guy. Cuz that's the other thing. It's not just Bill being kind of funny or Bill O'Brien having to choose his words carefully in these press conferences or Mac Jones going up there to be like, oh, we'll see. Like, I, you know, I just got to be where my feet are. And I'm thankful for this opportunity. Like that poor guy. It's like a hostage video with, with Mac Jones. It really is. Isn't it? It's like, oh my God, it's a great comparison. It's, oh, it's like, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. So, but then I, I also feel for the, for the teammates who go up there and they're like, All right, what else are we going to be talking? What else are you going to ask me about? Uh, do you like stuffing or mashed potatoes? Like, I like both. Uh, who? Do, what quarterback do you like? They're like, I like them all. Hunter they're, Henry's like, oh my god. He's like, can we just end this? this? Hunter Henry too. Like, came in same year as Mac. First year, what do you have? Like eight or nine touchdowns. Hunter Henry had like a good solid first year, and then he got porked as much as anybody by the Patricia Judge offense. And then this year he's been kind of fine. Like there's been moments where you're like, oh, he's kind of kind of showing what he was his first year. And then other games where he just kind of disappears. I mean, their leading receiver for yards and touchdowns is still Kendrick Bourne. And he's missed two games. Um, Yeah. What does Hunter Henry have? Let's see. 30 catches on the year. So he's averaging. He's averaging three catches for just under 30 yards a game. Not great. Then again, this offense isn't great. Like not like anybody's really lighting the world on fire. Mac Jones has 10 touchdowns, 10 picks. Remember how much everybody made fun of Jameis Winston the year he had 30 touchdowns and 30 picks? 30 touchdowns? Yeah. Take like 30 tugs. Yeah. 30 picks is a hard it's a hard thing to deal with. But it was funny at the beginning of the year when we were doing all of our like season picks and like props and everything else. I think the Vegas over under for Mac Jones touchdowns was 19 and a half. And you're like 19 and a half. Like smash the old. Yeah. Hit the over. They're stealers giving you money. Now they know what they're doing, but if he just stays healthy and so far he's played in all 10 games, didn't finish them all, but he played in all 10 games and he has 10 touchdowns. So, I mean, maybe he'll get this 17, I guess. It feels like, barring injury, though, to me, he's the quarterback the rest of the way, and I think it's insane that that's the case, but I'm having a hard time coming up with any real case. Like, again, reading between the lines, how they've handled it preseason, during the season, in-game, that they're actually going to turn it over to one of their backups. But we'll see. We will find out for sure on Sunday. Uh, 617-779-7937, the number to jump aboard. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram as well. At Rich Keefe Show. If you missed any of the show, download, subscribe to the podcast on the Odyssey app uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got Grab Bag coming up. It's actually a very special uh, Patriots anniversary. It's a huge anniversary. We'll get to that uh, coming up. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. 
Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now. The Celtics back in action tonight at the TD Garden hosting the Bucks. They tipped off at about 7.30 right now with about two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Your Celtics up 88-77 to over the Bucks. Drew Holiday was traded to Boston from Milwaukee. So he's looking to have a big game. Bruins also in action tonight. They remain on the road in Florida to face the Panthers. They started at 7 o'clock. Right now, about 12 minutes left in the third period. Bruins up 3-1 to one over the Panthers. The Bruins beat them 3-2 to two in overtime in their first matchup this season back in October. The rain forced the Patriots to move their second-to-last practice of the week indoors today. Pats had a perfect attendance on their active roster. The lone absence was wide receiver TJ Luther from their practice squad. Our own Patriots writer Mike Cadlick was down at Gillette Stadium. Cadlick said that tackle Trent Brown was at practice, but didn't do much during the stretch period that he saw. Trent Brown currently rehabbing both an ankle and knee injury. Patriots get ready to head to New York to face the Giants. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to everybody. Hope you have a uh, great night. So it's, very, uh, it's a big night out there. And then tomorrow, hopefully you have a, a great day. You're able to uh, stuff your face, enjoy the football, everything else. Spend time with family, whatever. Or or, true, or not. Like, whatever, really. It's still your call. Have a day, though. Stiz's favorite corn song. What would you go with? Uh, that one right there got the life up there. certainly up yep. there for me. And then, um, pardon me, but I forget the name of the song, but it's the one that they come out to. I've played it as a rejoin a few times. You say it's one of your favorites. Blind? Blind. Blind yep. is amazing. Yep. Track one off of the uh, first album. Album. Uh, I like uh, No Place to Hide off the Life is Peachy album. I would put their first four albums up against anybody's first four what a group and they it, were tremendous you know and it was like their videos they were wearing adidas track suits yes. in these cool ass cars it awesome. was just like the follow the leader album cover that's where it got the life and like freaking alicia rod was a uh, greg capullo just uh artwork and yeah capullo is a comic book guy he's done like batman he's done like spawn he's done like all kinds of stuff it was amazing and that freak on leash video it was hilarious because it was like you'd watch TRL back in the day and it'd be like Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, in sync. Here's Britney Cor- Spears, and then yeah. here's Corn freaking Alicia. Yeah, like, oh, what is this? And then talk about a live show. Jonathan, I never saw him. Oh, Keith. I know. I, oh. I as a fan, that's embarrassing. We might have to make that happen. I know. Uh, during my run here, but uh, Jonathan Davis has a custom mic stand that was made by Tom Savini. I've seen it. It's got like uh, it's got uh, female parts on yes, it. it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, and then he'll bring out the bagpipes. Like, all right, here come Breaks the bagpipes. Oh, like, man. oh, hell yeah. And then all those guys have, like, what, seven-string guitars? Which yeah. Makes different? Yeah. He commands, they command an audience, for sure. Love, love it. Absolutely love it. I could talk corn all night, but we're not going to do that because... It's time for graphic. It's time for graphic. 
That's right. Every night around this time, we reach into the old bag, see what stories we didn't have a chance to uh, get to, and we do them in. Kids love grab bag. That's absolutely right. How about this? It is an 11-year anniversary. I think we all remember where we were when this great moment in football history happened. Well, years ago, we talked to Tom Moore, then at Indianapolis, the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play. <laughs> well, years ago, we talked to Tom Moore, then at Indianapolis, Oops. the offensive coordinator. You got a busted play here. And then oh, no. Evans, Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and it's alive. I have never seen this before in my life. Watch this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Brandon Moore back into his quarterback. He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people, forklift them and just lift them off the ground. Mark Sanchez not expecting it, and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball out. Not the backside fumble. Nobody ever called it the backside fumble, but it was the butt fumble 11 years ago tonight. It was probably right around this time. It was Thanksgiving night, November twenty second, 2012. Patriots were on the road against the New York football Jets. In a uh, division matchup, the Patriots were seven-point favorites going into this one. Uh, you know, they were the Patriots, so they were a, a wagon. The Jets were below five hundred. It was a Rex Ryan team, Mark Sanchez. Believe it or not, a scoreless first quarter. The no score in the first quarter. The Patriots, aided by the butt fumble, scored 35 points in the second quarter. I'm sorry, what? They scored 35 points. Do you know how many weeks it's going to take the Patriots to score 35 (laughs) points? They scored it in the second quarter. And they went on to win 49-19, to including the Steve Gregory uh, butt fumble return. But holy smokes. Just going back, like the butt fumble is so famous, but I saw Fitzy retweeting somebody today about just the game that Brady had. He was 18-27 and for 323, three touchdowns, no picks, QB rating of 144.5. Steven Ridley, just shy of 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Brady's three touchdown passes went to Shane Vereen, Julian Edelman, and Wes Welker. For just uh, insane. Brady guy sounds good. We should get him over here. Brady's a good player. Yep. Mark Sanchez less so. Although, funny enough, it was not Mark Sanchez's worst game, at least statistically. He was 26 of 36, 301 yards, a touchdown. A pit. Now, it was like a garbage time touchdown. But a touchdown, a pick. And then, yeah, like in the box score, it just says fumble. It doesn't say, doesn't say one of the most embarrassing plays in football history. Yeah, it should probably add an asterisk. I would think so. They should count it as maybe more than one fumble. But yeah, tonight, happy, uh, happy butt fumble day. Last year, big deal, ten year anniversary. But yeah, that was one watching it in real time. You know, you're 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 exhausted. You're already kind of like you're like in that weird part. I mean, you're not drunk or hungover, whatever that middle part is. Yeah. yeah. That's what you probably are tomorrow night at this time. And full stomach. Full, yeah, you're full. But you're like, oh, it's the Pats game, so I gotta, I gotta pay attention to every play. Whereas, like tomorrow night, I'm gonna try to be all in on 49er Seahawks, but like, I, I make no promises to anyone. But the Patriots, like, you're watching it, and then you like, you see that play happen, you're like, did that just? You're looking at the people in the room with you, you're like, did he just run into that guy's? <laughs> like, yeah, he did. He sure did. And then they show the replay, and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what that was. Butt fumble. Pretty good. So uh, I think we'll be celebrating that every year for uh, to the end of time. We'll be it's do the time an- for... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Keith. Are we going to do the anniversary on the uh, the Mac Jones Germany throw? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Will that be up there? Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, sadly, we, we probably will do that. Because I would still maintain, like, everybody makes fun of Dan Orlovsky for running out of the back of the end zone. And, like, that that's like an image that's kind of burned in. They play that replay all the time. The butt fumble is still, like, the worst thing you could possibly have happened to you. Like, yeah. that is oh, just so sure. synonymous with just, like, a losing franchise, a bad player, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, the Mac Jones pick is really bad. You need, like, a nickname, though, is the problem. Like, if yeah. you need a nickname to really catch yeah, on yeah. And, and to have it be something I'm that's... Here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. Update on the Boston Bruins. They have a 3-1 lead with two minutes to play uh, over the Florida Panthers. They got goals from Charlie Coyle, John Beecher, and Jake DeBrusque. Ugh, You're like a day off. The other night. You were a day off on the DeBrusque thing. But uh, we've had one eye on both the, the Bruins and the Celtics. The Bruins game definitely looks like it's been a, a bit chippy. It looks like Florida, especially after what happened last game with uh, McAvoy. Uh, yeah, these teams don't like each other, which is good. It's always good for hockey. So it uh, looks like Bruins are going to hopefully hold on and uh, get the win tonight against a pretty good Panthers team. Oh, my God. It's- Grab bag? Celtics and Bucks currently in the fourth quarter. Seven minutes, 50 seconds left. Celtics up 104 to 86. And uh, four guys in double figures. I'm sorry. Six guys in double figures for the Celtics. Jalen Brown is 24. Porzingis has 18. Tatum has 17. Derek White, 13. Hauser and Pritchard each have 10 off the bench. Horford has nine. And lo and behold, Drew Holiday, the Drew Holiday revenge game. Yeah, One of six from the floor for three points. I think it's, I mean, he, you know, he didn't spend a ton of time in Milwaukee, but he won a title, real close relationships there. They had a, they showed him going in the, the Bucks locker room pregame and like all the guys that like gathered around him. Like, I think that was tough for everybody. And in a matchup that I was so focused on, Drew Holiday and Damian Lillard, neither guy has really played well. Lillard, 16 points, but on 18 shots. He's one of seven from three. So it's been everybody else. They've they've kind of contained Giannis. Giannis only has 17. Uh, Brooke Lopez, the one doing the most damage for Milwaukee, has 21. But still some time left in that one. But Where's uh, where's Jalen at? Jalen is at 24. And ready, this was last night. The number's 21 and a half, by the oh, way. Over all the way. All right. Over all day. Can I book it now? Sure. Yeah, you can bet it now. Oh, good. So, I'm recording this. That's my bet <laughs> du jour for today and tomorrow. So congratulations, Andy. Look at that. Well, I mean... He was going to bet over on Jalen Brown every night anyway. <laughs> like, it's sort of like, I don't know how much credit he gets for that. But uh, that was a good call. In all seriousness, like, I'll give, because they're not here, I'll give him credit. Two nights ago, Fitzy was, like, guaranteed over for Tatum. Yeah. And he did. He smashed the over. And then Hart did say last night, guarantee over on Jalen Brown. So credit where yeah. credit's due. Hopefully those guys uh, lined their pockets. Because, yeah, you could have bet on that last night. It was available. It was open and ready to go. Uh, yes. Um, I was wondering, how much for the grab bag? Weird situation. This is tonight. This happened moments ago. The Spurs are playing the Clippers in San Antonio. And Kawhi Leonard famously was on the Spurs, famously won a title, and then famously was like, I'm out. I want out. Actually, uh, He's like, I, I, I want to bail on this team. And, like, it was a really weird situation. You don't know if his uncle was the one that was, like, directing him out of there. But he eventually forced the trade to uh, Toronto, won a title in Toronto, and then got his way, and now he's with the Clippers. So that's a little quick backstory. Everybody knows. But Kawhi Leonard 
is on the uh, at the free throw line in the second quarter, and everybody is in San Antonio for the most. It's like booing them. They're just booing them. They're not chanting like "F you, Draymond" like we do here in Boston. They were just booing uh, Kawhi Leonard, and <laughs> you beat me. To my it. favorite Kawhi Leonard drop. Uh, Greg Popovich walks down to like the scores table, grabs a wireless microphone. And tells everybody to just let every, let him play and stop quit it with the booing. That's not who we are. Wow, Greg Popovich just lectured the crowd to not boo Kawhi Leonard. I'm thinking maybe there's something I don't realize about this, but if you can't boo a guy who didn't want to play for you and left you and like sat out a bunch of games and then won a title somewhere else, then like who can you boo? Also makes sense it was Popovich. Right. Checks and I thought out. I thought those guys had a bad relationship. Maybe they don't, or maybe Pop's kind of stepping in there. But you got the coach on the microphone in the middle of the game, and like, oh, by the way, Pop, I appreciate all the wins that you had when, when Tim Duncan was here. The team blows again this year. Like the fans have got to be upset. So he's like, Nope, just cheer everything. That's a really weird Can you imagine if now I don't even know if there's that that player that the equivalent of that player isn't really here. But if Bill Belichick grabbed the microphone and was like, hey, don't boo that player. Has this ever happened? I don't think so. Probably not. I can't imagine. But yeah, Greg Popovich uh, lecturing the crowd. Like that's, that's the last thing I think anybody wants to hear, especially when the team is really bad. Because I can see if the you know the team's good and you, you want to move on. Like, no, you haven't really been able to move on. In fact, since he's left, the team has been uh, kind of in shambles. Rest in grab Big baseball trade today. The uh, Arizona Diamondbacks acquired Eugenio Suarez, third baseman from Seattle. And this is uh, a guy that baseball fans know, like like diehard baseball fans know, and fantasy baseball players know. It's the only reason I know this guy is from fantasy baseball. He, in the last seven full seasons, has 21 or more home runs. And the the shortened year he was on pace for it. He was well on pace back in 2020 when they only played like a third of the season. So Suarez goes to the Snakes, and uh, it's also relevant, and Bradford talked about it last hour, where the Diamondbacks were kind of interested in Justin Turner, and they were maybe have him go back and play third base, and but they went out and traded for Suarez instead. So they, they get their third baseman, so maybe cross one team off the list of uh, potential suitors for the one and only uh, Justin Turner. What's your favorite grab bag? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Giants quarterback Daniel Jones underwent his ACL surgery today. He's now expected to be out 8 to 10 months, which I guess would line you up with start a camp uh, for next year. But that one still feels like it's going to go down as one of the worst contracts ever. And you can, you know, manipulate the money in the NFL so it's not as bad as like a really bad contract in one of the other sports. Like I think you can kind of get out of it or you can just you know reassign some dollars for other players but just to commit to daniel jones was so so stupid so we won't see him this weekend obviously uh tommy devito get a chance to see tommy devito because the giants uh lost tyrod taylor as well so they went from the now the third string quarterback and normally this is a position where the patriots would feast but i don't know if there's much normal about uh about this season for the pats Grab bag.
So Drew Brees did an interview uh, on the radio, and apparently he says he can no longer throw a ball or throw anything with his right hand. Oh, wow. He says he had a bad surgery, or not a bad surgery, but he had an A surgery back in 2005 and was able to, like, I guess figure it out with, like, duct tape and scotch to, to play his whole career. He, like, owed a lot to Dr. James Andrews, he said. But he's like, when I'm playing in the backyard, I just throw left-handed now. So he's like, all right. Because not with that you consider, like, you always hear about these guys, like, these poor guys that, like, have a hard time, like, walking now, or you hear about, like, all the concussion ones. But, like, every one of these former NFL players, I'm sure it's just shambles. Like, that was yeah. one of my takeaways from the uh, – the Jason Kelsey documentary that was on Prime that I watched recently. It's been out for a while, but I watched it recently. Is like he's 36 maybe. And football that's really old. Like regular human being that's not that old. And just like watching him like hobble around. It's like, man, that is tough. That is that is a, a tough go. Now worth it. And he even says, he actually had something like really deep to say about it. He was like something about, how everybody always like wants to have like a really long life, but he's like, I'm not sure that that's the like the, I'm not sure that's the purpose of life or whatever. And I was like, oh, well. Well, I remember when Gronk came here to WEI one time, and he was talking about after a Super Bowl uh, win that he was literally crying in his room because he was hurt so bad. Yeah, and, and I was like, wow, man, I can't even imagine. I know, and even with like you know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both were talking about how like the rules now are. You know, not what they used to be, and guys don't get hit as hard and whatever. You're still getting hit all the time. Oh, come on! Like you're still, you're still, you're still getting hit. Like somebody had that a long time ago. They were like, just go out like in your backyard and just like fall down a few times. Yeah, like you're not even getting hit. Just like fall down a few times and then like go around with the rest of your day and see how you feel about it later on. Yeah, now run full speed into a brick wall. Yeah, like no, probably not. Swing. There's a line drive left center field, deep back by the wall, and it is grab bag. Or Oppenheimer is available on 4K, Blu-ray, uh, digital, all that stuff. Have you seen Oppenheimer yet, Stiz? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. All right. I gotta. I have not watched it. I will definitely, especially we always do a year-end uh, best of the year on the hashtag dork podcast. So I got to watch this. Not for everyone. Okay. It's very dialogue heavy. That's all right. I can deal with dialogue heavy. Now, it's three hours, right? Another reason why not for everybody. Does it feel three hours? To me, it didn't. I was also in a, a nice movie theater with the nice reclining seats. That's big helpful. Old, big old thing of popcorn. That's very helpful. You know, some some snow cones. But uh... <laughs> how would you describe uh, the love scene? Because somebody said that that was also like a very lengthy love scene. Uh I, I I didn't I didn't think much of it. Okay. Didn't didn't strike me as I was watching it. All right, is no. it one of the best movies of the year that you've seen? It's up there. Okay, yeah, All it's right. up there. I'm looking forward to it. Right now, to me, I would say uh, the Spider Verse sequel movie was the best one I've seen all year. Really? Yeah, it was great. It was unbelievable. My buddy keeps telling me about that movie. It's awesome. Now you don't like animated stuff though, or cartoons, right? To be fair, I've never really given it a fair shake, but no, as of right now, I don't watch it. This one's also kind of unique. Like, I don't, the only other movie that it's like is the first Spider-Verse movie as far as, like, the way the animation is done. There's no, it's not, I can't compare it to anything else. So I I think it's the best. I'm trying to think what else came out this year. Uh, John Wick 4, Guardians 3. Oh, that Talk to Me movie. Yeah, Talk to that Me. That was this year. That yeah, was really that good. That was up there. Barbie. I did see Barbie. I like yeah, Barbie. Yeah, I got to see that. Barbie, no, Barbie was solid. 
Uh, didn't see the Barbenheimer. I didn't, didn't get double feature those bad boys, but I'll, I'll get around to that. Maybe this weekend I'll see Oppenheimer. Come on, Grab bag. Other movies that are out, uh, Adam Sandler has a new animated movie on Netflix called Leo, where he plays an old classroom lizard. Adam Sandler just get in that bag. Yeah, he is. Good for him. Good for him is right. I, I think most of his stuff is uh, enjoyable. He's the character that he plays in Funny People. I don't know if you've ever seen. I that have movie. seen Funny People. I didn't think it was the funniest movie, no. but it was. It was. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's out there. He's uh, he's doing his thing. I think Bill Burr, your guy Bill Burr, is actually a voice in this movie too. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll probably watch this with uh, with the kid at some point uh, soon. Uh, that Napoleon movie is out this weekend as well. I, I think it's all out tonight. See that. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix is. The wild man, but he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I read some mixed reviews, you know, yeah. but I'm, right. I'm definitely going to give it a go. Good Burger 2 is also out tonight. Filmed here. That's right. I have a couple friends in that movie. Oh, you do? I do. Speaking yeah. of, this is actually very uh, time sensitive. Apropos. 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 Topical, whatever you want to say. Stiz, you were in a movie called Black Friday. That's right. I am in a movie called Black Friday. It's available uh, now, streaming sites, whatever. Okay. Uh, features uh, or stars Bruce Campbell, Devin Sawa, Michael Jai White. Uh, I love it. Yep, about about a Black Friday shopping you know, thing gone terribly wrong. Well, we were talking about this the other night, how Eli Roth uh, came out with the Thanksgiving movie, because there are certain holidays that you're like, oh, they don't really have a movie for. And Black Friday is one of them. Yep. And I have a Black Friday, yep, and, and right. to get that title, oh, it's perfect. You think you'd see a little increase in streams coming up this uh, Friday, I'm wouldn't sure. you? Yeah, I'm I don't sure. imagine. Uh, also, I think there's uh, another Disney movie called Wish that is out this weekend, and then there's a a movie called Leave the World that has Mahershala Ali, Julia Roberts, and somebody else famous, which is one of these in theaters this week, and then two weeks it's on Netflix. So I'll give it a go then. Have you been seeing the previews for this new Nicolas Cage movie where what? everyone dreams about him? Uh. It's I'll have to I'll have to send it to you during the break, but I've been seeing it everywhere, and and I love Nick Cage. So where everyone dreams about Nick Cage, yeah, he like plays a guy that for some reason everyone in the world dreams about him at night. Okay. He's just like a regular guy. <laughs> it sounds like a super strange premise. All right, I'll give it a go. If it's Nicolas Cage, I've seen most of his things. Let me see. Is it out? Uh, God, he's in so much stuff. He oh, really is. Dream Scenario, I would yes. imagine, is the name yes, of it? Yes, I think so. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's A24 movie, too. Oh. All right. Well, I'll give it a go. Give it a shot. All right, we'll wrap things up. We have a, a final from the Bruins game and a near final from the Celtics game. So we'll uh, hit on both of those before we say goodnight uh, on the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Wrapping things up here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Thanksgiving Eve. Hopefully everybody's having a uh, nice night. Enjoy tomorrow and all of that. Bruins winners tonight. They beat the Florida Panthers 3-1. to one. Coyle, Beecher, DeBrusque with the goals. And Linus Olmark, after uh, not playing the last couple of games, was in there tonight. 27 saves for the win. 
Uh, Bruins are now 2-0 against the Panthers this year. Of course, that game one that they had was right around Halloween. That was when McAvoy had the uh, the dumb play on Ekman Larson and then got suspended. Uh, but back-to-back wins over the Panthers, who are in second place in the division for the Bruins. So that was certainly good to see. Celtics trying to hold on against the Bucks as we speak right now as well. Also have an update. We're talking about the story in San Antonio where Greg Popovich, in the middle of the game, well, they were shooting free throws, so there wasn't, like, active game, but whatever, grabbed a microphone and basically told the crowd to stop booing Kawhi Leonard, who now plays for the Clippers. And an update to this story, I see uh, Andrew Lopez, who covers the NBA for ESPN, he tweets out, he goes, Greg Popovich just grabbed a mic during the middle of a Kawhi Leonard shooting free throws and asked the crowd to stop booing, quote, that's not who we are. He adds, the booing intensified for the second shot. He says, the crowd here in San Antonio boos Kawhi every time he touches the ball, and they've done it since he's left the Spurs. You want to hear hear it? it? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's let the people hear Popovich. Uh, Excuse me for a second. Pops on the mic. stop all the booing let these guys play? It's got all class. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. I'm telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard. It's so weird to me. Like, why? Why? I can see if it, like, there are certain things. Like we, unfortunately, we have to talk about this every once in a while when it does happen. But, like, there are certain things that you obviously shouldn't say. And I know even last year, like, when the when the Celtics or two years ago in the finals were chanting uh, F.U. Draymond, that was kind of split. Some people are like, that was a little much. Other people are like, whatever. Like, let it fly. I'm more in that camp. Like, whatever. Like, that, that to me is not offensive. But, uh... The guy wanted out. He's not like a random, like, good player on the other team. He's the guy that was with you. You had one of the best players in basketball, and he's like, I don't want to play her anymore. After he'd already won a title, after he already had all the success, he wanted out, kind of held the team hostage for a little bit, didn't play. So if any fan base in the NBA has the right to boo any one player, I think this would be the example. I think it would be the Spurs fans with Leonard. And then Popovich, who... Again, great coach. Was a great coach. I don't know. Or did he just have Tim Duncan? It's hard to say. He has not been very good since. He's there now for the Victor Wimbayama experience. And uh, they stink. I think they have three, whether like three and 11, the Spurs are. But yeah, I would feel if, I was, if I'm a fan, I'm like, I'm just booing the guy. If I can't boo him, like, what, do you want me to boo the team instead? Because the team's trash. So he, they, he just wants you to go and be quiet or cheer. Eh, let him play. That's weird. That is a weird thing. Can you imagine if I already gave the example, like if Belichick did that, that's kind of probably two apples to oranges. Like there's no, there's no wireless mic. Uh, but you, uh, please, uh, stop the now. what if Joe Missoula did that? What if Joe Missoula grabbed the microphone and was like, don't, hey, don't boo Kyrie Irving. Oh, he'd be ran out of town. Oh my God. Like dude, pack it in now. Missoula doesn't have uh, anywhere near the resume that Popovich does, like, at that point. But I'm just saying, like, for a Celtics fan, like, the one guy that everybody, when he touches the ball, they're going to boo and whatever else is fine. Kyrie Irving. Actually, more and more teams in the NBA probably have an example of a guy that it's, like, justified for them to do that. But if the coach is like, come on, guys, just let him play. Lay off him. Like, what the hell? Like, why Why should we? Pay the ticket? You can't boo? Like, oh. Popovich would not like wrestling crowds. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. A little little sensitive to that. 
But uh, all right, final prediction time here, Stiz. You've you've already said you think the Patriots are going to win on Sunday. I'm taking the Giants, especially because I'm getting three and a half points. Who do you think is the starting quarterback for the Patriots? Mac Jones. I've never okay. I never believed it was going to be anybody other than Mac. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think we're going to see Mac Jones on Sunday. It feels like the game's tomorrow, but it is not. Probably for the best, it is not. It is uh, several days away. Tomorrow, though, you get to enjoy uh, not one, not two, but three football games. Packers-Lions, 12-30. Commanders-Cowboys at uh, 4-30. Then the night game, probably the best game on the slate. Seahawks and 49ers. All right, that'll do it for us. Everybody have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some time off if you have it. Stiz, uh, have a great Thanksgiving, my Happy man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. And uh, that'll do it for us. Stiz and I will talk to you along with Fitzy Monday night at 6. Have a great one. We'll talk then.